Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast that helps attorney and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, a restaurant lover, a follower of many television shows, a self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This week's podcast will discuss uh, the what to what you should do when you do not have a summer slowdown. I was doing research for this week's podcast, and there are a ton of articles that discuss what to do when you have a summer slowdown, and it's things like marketing and organization and um, reaching out to contacts and setting up lunches. I'm having the opposite of a summer slowdown. And as I record this, it's June 30th. And I wanted to just share with you what my month of June looked like. So on June 1st, my daughter had her dance awards. Um, I saw a Diamondbacks game on June 2nd. Um, Also for the first week and a half of June, we were waiting for my daughter to have her baby, my older daughter to have her baby and um, I was spending all this time with her you know just kind of keeping her busy and cooking for her and all the sorts of stuff that a mom would do and also in the same month um, I had 10 work days that had trials or similar hearings if I didn't have trials or similar hearings on most work days, I had meetings and would have several meetings in a day or long meetings. My grandchild was born June 10th, which is also my birthday. My younger daughter also had a week-long Bible camp. Um, she also had her dance recital the weekend of the 15th, which was also Father's Day weekend where we got together with my whole family. The weekend after that, I took a trip with my brother, nephew, and daughter to California where we went to Adam Carolla's barbecue and also Universal Studios. I went to the bar convention a couple of days ago. Um, last week, my youngest daughter also had her theater camp where she had a recital for that on Friday. And the end of the month was my mom and dad's anniversary and my brother and I um, my mom and dad to brunch um, today, the thirtieth, and when we got then we got together at his house with the rest of the family for cake and just visiting. So summer slowdown, my foot, and on top of this, I have two jury trials coming up. I have one in July and one in August. Uh, so I was thinking about what what can I do, um, and for other people who are having the same situation. What can you do? And I keep reading all these magazine articles where it shows people, uh, you know, watching movies in their yard and having lazy picnics. And I'm thinking, where is this coming from? And I feel like lots of people are in the same situation as I am, no matter what their occupation is. Even if they're a stay-at-home mom, I feel like they're 
I'm hearing lots of people saying they're running the kids to activities um, or there's people coming into town or there's vacations to plan. There's It's just kind of nonstop. And we're already at the end of June and in Arizona, school starts at the beginning of August. So our summertime where the kids are out of school, are out of school I feel is almost over. So what are some things you can do? And I came up with a short little list. Number one, plan a break. So because of this jury trial situation that I have going on, I'm planning breaks in a couple of ways. I had the trip with my brother, which just ended up being nonstop. And it was fun, so I'm not saying I had a bad time or anything like that, but it was definitely exhausting. We went from Saturday um, through Monday. And so up until the time we left, like Friday, that Friday was very busy. And I was kind of thinking, like, why is this happening? A lot of times during the summer, your Fridays can be quiet. Mine have been very busy throughout the entire month. And um, the same with that Monday, what ended up being very busy. Even though I was on this very short trip, I ended up working a lot during it, including answering emails during the weekend and on Monday and answering emails at the airport and, um, and, and reading transcripts if we were just kind of hanging out in the hotel. But it was a nonstop weekend. And then we were gone all day Monday and Tuesday when I returned, I had an early morning meeting. So it was a break, but not a break. It was one of those nonstop whirlwind trips where we didn't stop doing activities and then just flew home right away. So at the end of July and the first couple of days of August, um, my husband and I are taking our youngest daughter, our middle daughter, her baby and her fiance to an Airbnb in Coronado. And after I do that, I'll give everyone a review of that and, and how I enjoyed it. It will actually be my first Airbnb experience. And I've always been a person who um, has stayed in hotels, and I'm trying this for the first time for a number of reasons, and I'll talk about that in, more in a future podcast after I actually do it and, and give some people some tips about that. So I have that planned. And then for the month of September, I'm planning longer trips where I just need to get out of the heat a little bit. And um, one is a little counterintuitive. I won't really be getting out of the heat, but I'll be going to New Orleans for a conference. Then I'm also going to try to go to New York and maybe Seattle during that month as well. So planning for those breaks and planning for those trips is very critical to you when you are so busy. Another thing to do is simplify your life. I've been trying to think of anything I can do to make my work life easier. Um, grocery delivery is a big one for me. I usually do the grocery pickup from Fry's where I order online and then they load up my car. This week I actually did the delivery from Safeway um, where it was delivered to my door and that was very easy and that was good. Hire people for whatever you need, cleaning, running around for you. I had, I had my legal assistant fill up my car with gas the other day and I sort of felt a little bit like a prima donna in a way but I literally did not have time to get gas and I had to get some work done and she was happy to do it 
and she was able to incorporate it into other things that she was doing. She had errands to run for me. So think about things like that. If you're hiring someone to do something and you can use them to do something a little bit extra for you, that may definitely help your, your time. Another thing you need to do is exercise. I've said it before in many of the podcasts. I work out with a trainer two times a week and I take a really long walk on Saturday. And those are those are my minimum. And then I try to do a little bit more. Maybe it's just 15 minutes of yoga by myself or other some other sort of walk or it's been very rare where I've actually um, gone to the gym. Uh, most of my workouts are, are with the trainer. Um, and during the summer, it just gets hard for me. I just feel extra exhausted and extra sore from the heat. But having that exercise and keep moving is very important. Stay hydrated. I've been drinking water like crazy and I still don't feel hydrated enough. Another thing I will always tell you is rest. Get as much sleep as you need. Don't skip on sleep. If you need to give up something else in order to get sleep, do it. And those three things, the exercise, the drinking water, the rest, those should be non-negotiable. The thing that's been kind of crazy for me for this month is the exercise part. So I've been able to do my Saturday walks and and that's been fine. And I get up really kind of the only way that I've been able to get them in is to do it at 5 a.m. on a Saturday. It's before I start um, hearing from, you know, my kids are still sleeping, even though my older girls are grown. On Saturdays, they're usually looking for me just to catch me up on their weeks um, or ask me some questions about work or insurance forms or whatever it is that they have going on. And my younger daughter is still sleeping then. And actually sleeping much later after that. But that early morning time is some time I get to myself. The exercise thing too. Okay, so I work out with a trainer twice a week. Tuesday and Thursday, 5.30 p.m. A couple times this month, I've had to cancel because I have been in court and haven't been able to make it back. And that is a huge bummer for me. And the thing I keep saying as in my little pity party is it's two hours a week. I can't have two hours a week. Like, why can't I do this? And you should be able to have those two hours a week or however many hours it is that you want to exercise. So set it aside. This month, there was, uh, I think, two that I had to miss. And that was a bummer for me. And it will happen every once in a while. And I try not to get too upset about it. That time is very important to me. That is just like doing an appointment to me. That's just like doing a meeting. That's just like a court hearing to me. It's a set time where I am to do something that keeps me strong. If I'm not doing this and I'm not strong, I'm not going to be able to carry these files around and have the stamina to keep going. Another thing I'll recommend is schedule mindfully. I've talked about this quite a bit. In the past, if someone called me and said they wanted to come in, let's say 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, and if there was not anything in that slot, I would fill it in. I would not pay attention 
to the day before, the afternoon, or the day after. It was a huge mistake. And many times what would happen is, say for instance, I scheduled a Tuesday morning appointment, but I had early afternoon court. It may seem like I had plenty of time, but then you really have to think about it. Do I need to grab files for the hearing? Do I need to get an early start? Should I eat some lunch? Or am I going to be starving in court? All these sort of things I wouldn't think about, and it would come to bite me in the butt. Or I would schedule a hearing after court and be driving to the office like a crazy person because I didn't allow myself enough time. I also like to schedule in bulks because if I have a day where, say I have a meeting 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 1 p.m., there's gaps in between. They seem pretty big until you start your day. And what happens is you go to the meeting, you get back to your desk, you start to maybe answer some calls, answer some emails, maybe start working on a letter, boom, your next meeting is there. Then you step away from that letter, and it's the same pattern over and over again. At the end of the day, you look at your timesheet and you think, I haven't done any work. This is not an acceptable way to do this. I need to be more mindful about my scheduling. So what I like to do, although it's hard, um, I'll schedule meetings in a bulk. For instance, tomorrow I have 10 meetings and they're all in the first part of the day. Sure, that is going to be terrible for me, but I will make sure I drink enough water, have some coffee during the meetings, things like that. Just kind of keep myself going. And then when it's over, set aside time to return all the calls that have piled up and to return all the emails. And then maybe also take some afternoon time to sit down and write the brief that I need to write or write a letter that I need to write. So all those sort of things you have to think about when you're scheduling. Another thing that you have to be very mindful of is looking at the next day. So if I have a trial the next day, and it's a pretty intense trial, can I schedule 10 meetings the day before? I might be able to, but if that happens, I am usually very stressed out because the end of the day comes and I haven't sat down with that file. Now I have to take the file home and review it at night. So just be very mindful about that. So sometimes what I'll do in that situation is limit myself just to morning meetings and when the morning fills up, stop my scheduling, use the afternoon for getting caught up on anything that happened in the morning and the trial prep for the next next day. So just be very, very careful about that when you're when you're doing your scheduling. It's very, very important so that you're not driving yourself crazy. And I have did that for years. I'm not joking. If someone called me and said, hey, do you have an opening? I would fill it in. Okay. Um, Another thing that I will say is that don't forget you need to have time to make money and pay your bills. So besides running around and being an attorney and helping people, this is also a business. This is my livelihood. This is how I pay my bills. This is how I support myself. So what I can't do is 
run around, and then at the end of the month, never send out an invoice. So when the end of the month hits, I always make sure I do my invoicing. I am no good to my clients if my office rent is not paid or if the electricity is shut off in my office because I forgot to pay it and I can't pay it because I haven't invoiced and I don't have any money. All of this is very important. It's hard to focus on sometimes when you're so busy doing the actual work of being the lawyer that you have to remember no matter what business you're doing if you're doing landscaping or you're an esthetician or whatever it is that you're doing you have to make sure whatever you're doing you're making money to be able to support yourself and support the business otherwise you're no good to anyone since it's the summer and I'm not having my summer slowdown, I'm using the summer as much as I can to my advantage. There's a great amount of sunlight during the summer. Um, we just passed the summer solstice. Today is June 30th. So every day we're going to lose a little sun. Um, for Arizona, um, we're, we're really just kind of starting our worst months of heat, which are July, August, September. But I always have a little bit of a uh, a smile on my face on the summer solstice, the day where there's the most sun, because I always figure that to be sort of the beginning of the end. Every day, you have a little bit less light. And the less light means you're moving towards the fall and then the winter and really the glory days of Arizona. But while there's this much sun, I try to use it to my advantage. And I sit in sunny spots in my office and my, excuse me, <coughs> my office and my house. And I work with the sun um, coming through the window. That is so much more energizing to me than having an overhead light on. So I follow the sun. I set my alarm a little bit earlier during the summer, even if I know I can sleep in a little bit, to see if when the alarm goes off, if the sun will keep me up. Sometimes I'm not feeling it. Excuse me. <coughs> Sometimes I set my alarm for five. I get up, the sun's shining. I'm not ready. And I know that I could sleep for an extra hour, so I might just set my alarm. But most of the time, the sun's shining, I feel like I can get up. I get up and start getting ready, and I've bought myself a little bit of extra time during the summer. I do not feel this way during the winter. I drag in the winter with the darkness. So it's really, really hard for me. And I don't know, maybe, maybe this is just me, but... In the winter when you wake up at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. and it's still dark or just getting light and it's already dark by 5 p.m., that is a huge bummer for me. I'm enjoying the cooler days, but I'm not enjoying the amount of darkness. So during the summer, I definitely try to use the sun to my advantage. Find a quiet place to work. And I'll tell you what I've just done recently at my office. So I had a room that my server was in, and it also had my supplies in it. And it has um, 
it's the closet for the water heater, just sort of a functional room. It had a lot of files in it. And I decided to, and, and this was actually the, an idea of my staff members. So always talk to your staff members about what's working at the office in terms of the setup and what's not working. And what I've been telling everyone, this all started with a broken conference table. I had the same conference table for years. The top broke off of it and I got a new conference table, which led to new chairs, which led some to some new decor, which led to an idea where my legal assistant said, what if you took that back office, which isn't being used and turned it into a room you could actually work in? So I let her do the shopping and the decorating for it because I just didn't have time to think about it. So this again is is going back to the tip of simplifying your life, which is having people to that either work for you or that you can hire on an independent basis to help you with things. I told her basically what I had in mind. I said, I like World Market. Um, they always have pretty um, sofas and chairs and cool desks and cool side tables and I like that. So she um, came up with an idea for the setting and I gave her a budget and she went out and she got it and I really enjoy it. And now what I have is a quiet place at the office where I can shut myself in and um, and get some work done, whether it's reading transcripts or writing a brief or whatever it is that I need to do, I can get some actual work done. The other good thing about this room is it's multi-purpose, so it still has the server in there, and it also will serve as a room that anyone can use. For instance, if I'm having depositions at my office, I can open the room up to my opposing counsel so they can meet with their client. Um, the other people in the office can use the room. It's it's open to everyone, but it is a place where I can get away from my desk and the constant ping of the email and the phone sitting on the desk ringing so I can get some things done. So I suggest finding a quiet place to work. In the past, I've actually gone to restaurants and got work done, uh, but I find I was starting to find that to be not as pro productive as it was at one time. For a while, it worked great for me. And then I started to feel like I really couldn't get work done there. It was louder. Like if you had a table behind you and the people were chatting, maybe you couldn't focus on your work. If the restaurant was crowded, maybe you felt like I can't sit here and use this time. It also added time away from being able to work because I had to physically pick up and move and drive and move my computer and move my files and all that sort of thing. So there's a, a million different ways where you can find a quiet place to work and I really suggest it. One thing for me is for a quiet place to work is usually not my home because at home I get distracted by many other things. Uh, my daughter will call me and she'll ask if I'm home and I will be and she brings over the baby. I'm distracted by the baby. He's so darn cute. 
my 12-year-old is home, and maybe I want to watch a movie with her. My husband is home. Maybe I just want to sit and talk to him. So working at home doesn't always work for me. Sometimes it does. You know, early mornings are good at home. Um, I'm not a big fan of late night working. That really doesn't work for me. It more than early morning does. But finding a quiet place to work, there's a, a million different ways you can do it. And I've, I'm still working my way through it. Right now, I have a quiet place at the office. I'm still haven't closed the door on um, going out in in the world and working, and then also working at home are some different ideas. Oh, another idea I have for you is um, at the library. There are study rooms, and maybe it's not every library, but the library by me, which is a relatively small library, has study rooms that you can reserve for no cost. And you can shut the door, they're nice sunny rooms, and you can have it all to yourself for a couple of hours. I reserved one on this upcoming Saturday, and <laughs> this is going to sound so nerdy, but my daughters and I are just going to go there and hang out, we're going to bring some coffee, we're going to read and relax and just use this room and have some fun. It's a little test for me on seeing how the reservation process worked and it may be something that I do regularly so that I can have some time in a room that's just a shut off room that's not attached to my office where I can try to get some work done. Going back to some other tips, um, this is sort of related to the exercise which is the take care of yourself. And I, I, I don't know what's <laughs> been with me lately. Um, my back's been killing me. Like it, I, I don't know if it's, you know, holding a baby a lot lately or going to Universal Studios or being in court all the time. If I could guess, it's probably everything together that I've had going on this month. But my back has been very sore. So... I've been going to acupuncture. I've been, I've scheduled a massage. I um, need to um, do other things like go to the doctor, make sure I go to the dentist. These are all things that you need to do in terms of self-care. Even things like get your nails done, um, get your hair colored, like whatever it is that you do for your self-care, make sure you get done. Sort of in line with the self-care is your car care. Make sure you keep your car maintained. During the summer, and, and I'm sure this is like like it everywhere else, but the Arizona summers are so hard on cars. They're hard on tires. They're hard on anything, any sort of pump, your air conditioning. Lots of people have car issues during the summer. So get your oil changes. Um, make sure you have new windshield wiper blades, get your AC checked, all that sort of good stuff. A big thing for me also in terms of car maintenance is keeping my car clean. I'm embarrassed to say it, but for years, my car was a sty. And this was especially when my kids were little, where they would sit in the back seat and, you know, when we're talking really little, and one of them had a bottle, and the bottle rolls under the seat, and then you smell the worst stink ever. And um, 
it just soaks into the carpet and then you find that curdled bottle later or um, someone leaves a soda cup in the door and then the cup gets all soaked through into the cup holder and that's sticky and smelly and you know people leave their dirty socks in the car like whatever the case may be so it was worse for me when my kids were little like I could not keep a clean car but now that they're older and I only have one child in the house I am very um very very concerned with it like I want to make sure my car is clean I bring it in regularly for a car wash I know where the free um vacuums are so I can just keep it vacuumized I'll run it through a car wash occasionally at the gas station I just like keeping it clean I was delivering a bottle of wine as a gift to my sister-in-law a couple of weeks ago, and it rolled off my seat, hit the metal on the bottom of the seat, and just broke, and this red wine soaked into my carpets. My carpets are black, so you couldn't see anything actually, but it stunk. So I went and got them shampooed and, and got the car cleaned. Sort of a mini detail, and it looks great. But that's very important to me. I cannot deal with a messy car. A car for me becomes, because I do so much to and from court and, and out of office meetings, it is a mobile office for me. And I treat it like an office that needs to be cleaned every day. So I don't let the files pile up. If, the, if I'm done with the file in the car, it goes out. If I need it the next day, I'll put it in, but as soon as I'm done, it goes out. And I'm just very, very conscientious about the clean car. And a clean car keeps my head clean to me. So make sure you keep up with your, with your car maintenance during the summer. One little last tip, I think this is going along with everything we've said before, but find out when you're productive. Usually for me, it's the mornings. And in the mornings, the first thing I have to do is get organized. So I'm productive to a certain extent, but initially I'm returning phone calls and emails, which have to be done. Like that's part of your being productive. But also, if I can get to it, if I can work on any writing or research or anything like that. I'd rather do it in the morning. I'd rather do it up to midday. Afternoon, I just start to feel a little droopy. Um, sometimes at the very end of the day, I can have like a burst of being productive. I might have a little bit of coffee. And if it gets quiet at the end of the day, I can get stuff done. So figure out when you're productive. For everybody, it's different. For some people, it might be 7 p.m. at night or it might be first thing in the morning. I think I'm not, I like getting up early, but I'm. it takes a little bit to get my energy going. So I may not start working at a brief at five in the morning, but if I get up at five and ease myself into the day, by nine or 10, I may be ready for that project. Okay, so those are my tips for dealing with a non-summer slowdown. We um, have July 4th coming up this week. I'm very excited about it because on the 3rd and the 4th, I don't have anything scheduled in terms of court or meetings. It, this is the 
first time in a month where I have it, we'll have a couple of days that look like that. I am thrilled. So what am I going to do with that time? And I want to talk about specifically July 4th in Arizona. Because it's hot and it's going to be in the hundreds all week, lots of people cut out of town. Lots of people cut out of Arizona in July. Some people go away for the entire month. Which leads to a very nice sort of scenario in Arizona. So here's what I'm going to do with those couple of days. And maybe I'm being a little bit too ambitious, but we'll see. So July 3rd, my town has fireworks. I always watch them from my pool. I don't go out in the crowd. It's great. I order pizza. My whole family comes over. We don't deal with crowds. We don't deal with traffic. We're nice and cool because we get to soak in the pool. Also on these two days, most likely I'll work from home just so I can be um, around my husband and my daughter. Sometimes I feel like my husband will is uh, steps away from divorcing me because he never sees me. Um, so I'm going to use it as a chance to work from home. Sometimes what I'll do is, um, you know, say he's watching TV or he's doing something on the tablet and I'm working on a brief, I might just sit right next to him and work on it. And it's like, hey, we're side by side. This feels like we're kind of doing something together. I'm going to go to the movies like crazy. I'm going to give a couple movie reviews in a few moments. I saw a couple movies this weekend. But this week around July 4th is a great time to go to the movies because people are out of town. So there's plenty of seats. The movies are nice and open. It's great. Also in Arizona, you get a lot of July 4th deals. For instance, Fox Concept Restaurants, they will have on July 4th, 25% off at any of their Fox Concept Restaurants. If you are signed in as a like a member of their email club or whatever, whatever it is they call it. Um, 25% off. That's a really good deal. Um, so most likely I'll also go out to dinner or lunch on July 4th at one of the Fox Concept restaurants. I'll give a tip. I'm not doing it, but July um, and August in Arizona are great for staycations at any of the resorts. A lot of the resorts have really, really, really great specials that include a lower hotel rate and may also include things like your breakfast and, and things like that. And a lot of the Arizona um, resorts have really great pools, really great rooms. Some of my favorites are the Phoenician and the Biltmore, but there's so many. Um, and, and they have rates that might be less than half of what they are during the, the high season. Um, my, just to give a little tip about something fun that I did today when we took, my brother and I took my mom and dad out for brunch, we went to, um, rights at the Biltmore and it was, it, I've been there several times, not often because it's very expensive, but they have a brunch on Sunday that's $55 a person. 
And if you like, you can add mimosas or Bloody Marys, I think, too, unlimited for $14 a person. I don't really drink, so <laughs> that's not for me. Plus, I'm driving, so I wasn't going to do that. But I saw lots of people enjoying mimosas with their brunch. And especially if you were staying there on their great summer rate, why not drink a bunch of mimosas and then go back and take a, to your room and take a nice long nap? But during the summer, you can get in much easier for things like brunch at the Biltmore. If you ever can experience it, I, I highly recommend it. The service is amazing. Uh, you have a waiter um, who is very attentive. You have, um, you get coffee, you get juices, you can have sodas, that's all included. You can choose from a menu of uh, five small hot dishes that they'll make fresh for you and bring out. And then there's a giant buffet that has all sorts of grilled veggies and amazing fruits like papaya and dragon fruit. There was a platter, I'm not joking, it must have had $50 worth of dragon fruit on it. Um, delicious fresh pineapple, like anything you can imagine. Tons of desserts to choose from, shrimp, crab legs, uh, a lot of this stuff I don't eat because I don't eat meat, but there was a um, filet that looked great uh, that people seemed to be enjoying quite a bit. Uh, oh, my favorite thing was an heirloom tomato salad, and they had the wonderful cheese spread of like the greatest cheeses, like just amazing. It is expensive, but if if you go, go really hungry and get your money's worth. Great baked goods, just wonderful. Just we had the greatest time. I can't say enough about it. And the the service was great, and the the staff is really really friendly. Okay, I have three quick movie reviews for you before I close for tonight. Um, over the weekend, I saw a couple of movies. I had been dying to go to the movies. I barely saw anything the month of June. And any of my listeners know I love the movies. I like to be up to date on movies. So I saw a couple of the summer movies. And summer movies to me are always a big deal because because it's so hot in Arizona, it has been a tradition for me for many years to see many of the summer blockbusters. So one thing I saw was Dark Phoenix. That was um, an X-Men movie, and it's where Jean Grey becomes more her evil self. I liked it. If you have seen the other X-Men movies, not, not the older ones so much, um, the ones from like the 90s and early 2000s, but if you've seen the ones that have been recent, like X-Men First Class, and then whatever the second one was, that have Jennifer... Uh, Lawrence and um, Evan Peters, um, Michael Fassbender. There's a ton of actors, and I can't think of the you know everyone in it. Um, the X Men First Class is a movie that I love. This one was Dark Phoenix was good, good, not great. I enjoyed it. If you have seen the other X-Men in that series, you definitely want to see this one. I thought that the plot went a little off from the previous X-Men First Class. Um, 
I've also felt that Jennifer Lawrence maybe wanted out of the movie. <laughs> and if you see the movie, it'll explain it. I don't want to give any spoilers. But it was good. It could have been shorter, which I know I say about a lot of stuff. Um, this is no surprise because it's in all the previews. But Jean Grey, who's played by Sophie Turner, she becomes evil or super powerful. And what she does is she has this power that comes out of her hands. And I, it, to me, it felt like there was all these scenes of her shooting power out of her hands, like very, very long scenes. And the movie was just a little bit over two hours. And I think if they would have cut many of those scenes, they could have easily done like a one hour, 40 minute movie and had everything that they wanted in it. But it wasn't unenjoyable. It was enjoyable. It wrapped up a little bit weird. It felt out of character with the other movies and a little bit of a letdown. And also, if you did see the movies from the 90s, um, I felt that they did... I, I thought it would like sort of be a prequel to those movies it's a different set of movies and maybe that's fine um I was a little bit disappointed in that because I thought it was gonna make everything kind of full circle but it was fine it was good it was enjoyable that was the movie that I enjoyed the least out of the three but if you are a fa fan of the x-men movies definitely go see it if you haven't seen the x-men movies you probably want to skip it I don't know if it'll do anything for you the other movie that I saw was Toy Story 4. I really liked it. At first I was a little, oh, disinterested. It felt like sort of like a been there, done that. But it was a shorter movie than most of the Toy Stories. I think most of the Toy Stories run a little bit over two hours. And this one was an hour 40. It was a little bit more lighthearted than some of the other ones. It had, it kicked into gear about 40 minutes into the movie. It had a sweet ending for wrapping it up. Um, it had some self-referential um, quips in it. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I found myself um, open mouth laughing quite a bit. There were some new characters, and there was a lot of new characters. It was sort of like, it reminded me of an Avengers movie where there was just like characters kind of coming and going, and I think they did well with it. I read a review that criticized that. I thought it was well done. I would recommend it. Um, some kids' movies, when you watch them, you feel like, this is really just for the kids. I'm not getting anything out of this. I really liked it. Okay, and the last movie, and my favorite of the three, is Annabelle Comes Home. People are probably feeling very sick of these Annabelle movies or the Conjuring movies. So there were two Conjurings, part one and two. And then there were two other Annabelles. There was just a regular Annabelle and... Um, I can't remember the name of the second Annabelle, but it was an Annabelle and it took place like in an orphanage. Both of those were okay. The Conjuring movies were okay. Every time I saw these movies, I just felt like they were 
okay, meh, is how I felt. And this last movie, I loved it. I had such a good time in it. It was sort of like being immersed into a haunted house. It had the best parts. It took the best parts of The Conjuring and the best ideas from the Annabelle movies. One of the things that I always thought was kind of fatal to those movies is that they had a few really good ideas and then they would focus on something else for a while, like a long possession scene or something like that. And I'm just really sort of over these scenes where someone is possessed and they're trying to, you know, they're saying the prayers to get the possession to stop. And that to me is the Conjuring movies and Annabelle in a way. And I was a little bit nervous going into this movie because I thought if it's all Annabelle all the time, then that's not going to be very fun. And instead, they did something different with it. I don't want to say too much because if you really want to see this movie, I don't want to spoil it because I didn't know much about it and ended up being very pleasantly surprised. I don't really get scared anymore because I'm so desensitized, <laughs> which is kind of embarrassing. But my... um my kids and who love scary movies and are older anyways um and my sister-in-law were generally um genuinely pretty scared and there were some parts where i was like wow that's like really really well done like i really like this movie it had a satisfying ending um it didn't try to be hokey at the end just good. I just really, really liked it. So if you've seen the other Conjuring movies and you've seen Annabelle's and you're thinking this is just another one of those, give it a chance. If you don't watch those movies, then you probably want to skip it. Or if you haven't seen any of them, maybe it won't mean anything to you. But if you have seen them, this to me was the best of the series. All right, everybody. I think I'm going to wrap up for the night. I have a meeting tomorrow. I'm following my own advice and doing bulk meetings tomorrow. I have 10 meetings on July 1st, and I'm going to plow through them all so I can have a wonderful July 4th. I hope you have a wonderful July 4th as well. If you'd like to find me, you can find me on iTunes. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can also find me on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name, and you can find me on my website at brummerlaw.com. Enjoy yourselves, and I'll be back next week with some new tips for time management and lifestyle tips. Good night.